live from New York, it's Ding, Ding Ask an Engineer. Ask an Engineer, it's my friend, Peck Texas Me. Um, hi everybody, it's me, Lady Ada, uh, the engineer with me, Mr. Lady Ada. We're here at the Ada Fruit Factory, so where we do all the design, manufacturing, testing, kitting, shipping of the electronic goodies that you love. It's the 100 plus team of Busy Bee New Yorkers uh, all working together to make this happen. Um, but for the next hour, we're gonna uh, stream into your eyeballs the latest news and updates and videos and products from around the Adafruitiverse. The Fruitiverse? The Adaverse? I don't know. Kick it off, Mr. Lady Ada. What's on tonight's show? All right. Those jokes are too easy. Any verse jokes, I'm just going to stay away from now because, like, you know, all that crazy. What? Because, like, there's meta, there's the metaverse oh, and all that stuff. Oh, sorry. I, wasn't, is, I was actually just thinking of, like, you yeah, know, the universe. I like the, of... the Spideyverse. Okay. Spideyverse. On tonight's show, the code is interstate. Code is 10% off in the Ada Fruit Store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Add stuff to your cart. You get free stuff. We'll talk about that. And then some more tonight once Lady Ada tells you what the free things are, but you could start loading up your cart now and put the code in. Talk about our live series of shows, including show and tell, do time travel, look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Help wanted a bunch of jobs in the jobs board this week, and you can also post your skills if you're looking for a cool gig. Main New York City factory footage, 3D printing, INMPI brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. We got some new products. We got some super cool top secret. We're going to answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord or discord.gg forward slash Adafruit, where you can join all 32,000 of us. We're almost up to 33,000. It'll probably happen in the next couple of days or show or, or show <laughs> or so. All that and more on this show, Ask an Engineer. Yay. Okay, let's uh, pay some bills uh, first. So uh, please, everybody, use this code, Interstate, 10% off the Native Fruit Store. Lady Ada, they get free stuff when they add things to their cart. What do they get? That's true. $99 or more, um, they get uh, a Permaproto half-size breadboard. Uh, $149 or more, you get a choice of different STEM IQT boards. Uh, $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. Those are the freebies right now. Okay. Um, we do a live series of shows. We just finished up with Show and Tell. Thank you, Noah and Pedro, who did Show and Tell. We had a video uh, show today with Hackaday yes. on the Hack Chat. So many shows. And then um, it's been really busy here at Adafruit. Um, the demand is really high for all the things that we make and sell. Um, we've been hiring a bunch of folks. We've been uh, in the recovery mode from the last couple years. Um, so it's just been really busy. It's been it's been 24-7. Um, so... Sometimes when the show and tell is happening, we don't want to stop doing it. So we have a team, and Noah and Pedro were doing it. Sometimes JP does it. By the way, happy birthday, JP! Um, and then on Sunday we have a uh, show called "From the Desk of Lady Ada." Yes. And this one we we do it in two parts. So the first part you usually talk about things on your desk. Oh, I designed so much hardware. So uh, I showed some of the designs that I worked on. I worked on this um, ice tube trinky because uh, I got some SAMD twenty one E eighteens. Uh, I got like a reel that I ordered like nine months ago, finally came in so I can do some more tricky designs. Uh, so I showed off uh, using uh, how to interface with the VFD tube. Uh, I also showed off, I think, um, the uh, uh, iSpy Stemma QT breakout and a 1.9 inch TFT. And I think I also showed off um, an INA228 or like a Pico QT. I don't know. I should have a bunch of hardware designs. I don't actually don't remember anymore. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. That's why we have the show. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then we do this thing called the Great Search. And the Great Search is where Lady Ada uses her powers of engineering to show you how to find things on digikey.com, 
What were you looking for this week? Oh, well, this week I was looking for a low cost. Actually, it's funny, like I was searching for something and what I was normally going to show off wasn't in stock, but I found the alternative and I think I'm actually might uh, use the alternative part. So mm -hmm. I learned something on this great search is a, you know, low cost, low current, 20 to 30 volt boost converter. Um, these are often used as biases, uh, bias voltages for VFDs or OLEDs. Um, you know, if you're using a, a smaller voltage, sometimes you can go with a switch cap converter, which will give you like five to six volts. Um, but sometimes you really just need like 20 to 30 volts, not a lot of current, maybe like 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 milliamps, but you need a little bit. Um, but there's some pretty low cost boost converters that you can get. Um, and I showed one, I think it's the AP2102, um, which has a very nice input range, a very nice output range of a little boost converter. Um, you know, high frequency and a fair amount of current. So a nice little chip, it's like 20 cents, 30 cents, great deal. Okay. Then um, on Tuesdays we do JP's product pick of the week. Watch that over on YouTube. We record those, we put those up. And then um, JP has a show tomorrow, which is John Park's workshop. And I want to do a little bit of a preview. So a lot of the um, early maker stuff that happened uh, was the, I think the first time there was a combination of like old meets new. Mm. So there was rotary phone stuff. Yeah. Sparkfun did a thing, I did a thing, had stuff going on at Make. Um, we've recently been posting up some uh, retro uh, photo sets. Yeah. Um, I have a, a princess phone over there. Um, but uh, JP's working on this really cool thing. You'll see, and you'll want to see this on uh, Thursday. It's a rotary phone project. So here's a little, here's a little preview. Okay. And then um, GP has a segment called the uh, CircuitPython Parsec. I'm not going to play the video because I think we've got a bunch going on tonight, but you can watch it on any of our video channels. So um, in case you haven't seen a rotary phone, because like some people haven't, I have to remember that. This is uh, one from one of the photo sets we recently did. This is a, a princess phone. And yes, this is the handset. Yeah. And then it's um, not a game controller for you know. I don't think anyone game, believes that. But uh, yeah, you would dial. When I was a kid, I we had one. We quickly went to touch tone, but you you know you had to pay for tone service. Remember that? It would they would add like a dollar fifty charge to your phone bill, which is kind of stupid. Yeah, some things change and some things haven't. Phone phone companies still kind of figure out ways to charge for but almost, this was a, almost anything. This was a Bell. This is an original princess. You can even see the little, barely it says princess from the yeah. Bell system. And this is like, it weighs like 30 pounds. It's a hefty. It's heavy. But uh, it's a very nice pink color. It's from Western Electric, made in the USA. This is the C3. Yeah, and then, um, you know, during, during wow. different times, there was a Cold War. So this is a different type of phone. This is a phone from Russia. And it can only do uh, one thing. It can only, uh, when you pick it up, it, it calls the Kremlin. Or if it rings, it's the Kremlin calling you. And. Uh, this so is, rad. Isn't this neat? Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. Wow. It even says made in USSR. Yeah. That's so cool. I have the, the original box for it. And you can see there's no buttons on at all. So put this underneath 
the, cool. um, it looks like a 3D model that someone printed Yeah, off. this is like from another world or somewhere. Yeah, it's, and you, you don't need to dial anyone. Just the Kremlin, the Kremlin calls they you. They call you. Yeah. And the Russia phone calls so you. So this is what okay. it is. Yeah. And then it looks like this. And then there's an extension marker on the bottom. It looks like you could put like one button on it. Maybe. And then here you can see it says made in USSR. Yeah. And so and there's uh, like two huge bells in the back. Look at these gigantic. Well, when bells. Oh. when they call. Yeah, yeah you want to pick it up. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, if you don't pick it up, you're. You don't have a choice. You don't really, yeah, you're not so gonna make that's it. that. This is gorgeous, though. Look at this beautiful design. Really. Yeah, and so um. Yeah, you hang on to that. Okay. And then. Um, this is the thing you you'd put your phone like this. Yeah. So we'll, and then your neck would hurt because you'd be calling your friends for so long. <laughs> so we'll, we'll show the better the photos that we have, we just put up, but this is a clear phone. This is the Bell South version. Um, Radio Shack made one, um, but there was this trend for a while where there was clear phones. Clear phones were just like the yeah. thing. And so, there you go. It's a Bell South clear phone. I mean, and this is a pretty, I mean, like they painted the PCB yeah, and like the capacitors look cool and there's like this neon and then, bulb. Um, Two neon bulbs. Yeah, and then the other last thing, and this is a modern thing. This is Fisher Price. They, someone had said, "Oh, you know, you, you should make this into a Bluetooth phone." So this is the the Fisher Price Bluetooth phone, and uh, it, it acts as a Bluetooth headset. And when you know the eyes uh, move around, do it, what, like for real, like you purchased it like this, or it was yeah. Bought it? This 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 comes from Fisher Price, just like this. Oh, you, yeah. you know, the, you move the wheels around. And yeah, it looks like there's a battery charge. Yeah, on you the charge back. it up. You can use it as a oh, headset. Oh, it's USB-C, so this is really modern. Yeah, you, you use it as a headset. You can dial, uh, do these things. Uh -huh. So there's a few things. We're going to take it apart. Sorry, little guy. Um, just the way it is when it when you. I'm actually kind of curious how they, what oh, yeah. they use inside because this is interesting. Yeah, this is uh, this is what we do here. Okay, so uh, I'll show some of the oh, pictures. Oh, 2021. This is very recent. Yeah. yeah, this just came out. Okay. So adding that to the collection. Um, so uh, on Friday, speaking of live shows and more, Deep Dive with Scott. Scott will be around on Friday doing his show. And uh, do catch it now because Scott's going to be away for a bit, but he will be back. And meanwhile, Fun Guy will be doing some of the shows on Friday. Yeah. So uh, I think Scott's doing a recap of all the CircuitPython 2020 stuff. I'm going to be doing that shortly. Um, let's do some other time travel. Okay. Time travel, look around, world makers, hackers, artists, engineers. Uh, first up, if you go to our blog, there's a couple things going on. First up, happy Chinese New Year. It's the year of the water tiger. And it's also Black History Month. Uh, for us, we reflect on the contributions of the black community and the struggle for equality. Um, there's a lot of things going on here in New York. There's lots of legacies and achievements of black New Yorkers. And this is one of the things that we're very proud of. We do every year. Check out our website. You can see some of the stories. Um, there's a lot of stories that haven't been told. We're just an electronics company, but uh, we have what we think is a, a pretty nice editorial section on our blog. So um, you can look at each year. Um, you can go by each day. We usually have something each day. Today's the second. And you can see some of the events. There's a lot of stuff going on here in New York City as well. Um, and for Chinese New Year, check out some of the posts that we have that as well, and we wish uh, everyone who celebrates a happy new year. All right, Yay. so we have um, some other time travel stuff. So I've mm -hmm. been posting up photos. This one I took with the, my black and white photo. This is a Next Mouse. Um, 
and a Sun mouse pad. These are two bitchin' logos. Yeah. Look at that Sun logo. Could yeah. you come up with a better logo? No, I don't think so. It's a it's a good it's logo. It's a good one. Yeah, and the next logo is up there. These are two of my favorite logos, and that's a, a mouse, and then that's a uh, version of a mouse pad. It's a metal one for the specific type of mouse. Um, we have a 30-plus-year-old uh, box copy of HyperCard, and this is the first time it was ever opened. And uh, the discs are still sealed. And so mm. we'll be imaging these discs and we'll be putting them up somewhere online so people can get the original downloadable copy. Oh God, I really want to install this on something. Else. Everybody wants to install this. Then we have, um, this is real. This is Apple's Power CD. It was a CD player that could plug into your Mac. And you could listen to music. It came with a remote, and you can also do I saw other this, things. Like, look at this like beautiful, elegant, smooth design. And then it's like, Gergonk, Centronics, SCSI connector. Yeah. With like this what? wire taps. Why doesn't, why doesn't everything have a SCSI connector? Um, <laughs> here it is. Different angles. Gorgeous. So we've been posting this up. The remote is uh, also a kind of work of art. And then, uh, as I said before, we have these um, photos of retro phones. So what we're trying to do, uh, we started this project before COVID started, and we just had to put it on pause because it was, let's just survive the next, you know, however long this takes. So we had some of these photos already, and then um, we resumed some of them. So I literally dusted off some stuff. Um, this is a Sony Hippet. This is uh, back when Sony was manufacturing computers the first time back in the 80s. These are like really, really interesting. Um, and then because it was in the news, you know, Sony just bought uh, Bungie, Microsoft bought Blizzard. So there's all this consolidation. Someone said, well, who's Apple going to buy? And uh, Apple already did a, uh, a game console. A lot of people uh, don't know about this. This is from Bandai, and it's the Pippin at Mark. And um, it's a powered by Apple computer. I think there's something like a Quadra or like a power PC inside of it. So cool. And, uh, I want to sell HyperCard yeah. on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here is some uh, Adabox news. As you may know, we still are doing. On it. Yeah, we're still working on it. There's a little bit of a chip shortage out there, as you may know. Um, and Lunar New Year. Yeah, and Chinese New Year and all that stuff that's going on. So um, we're shipping probably March. This is our winter edition, winter spring edition-ish. So we will be running out of slots. I think we, out, actually, I think we just did. Yeah, we just did. So that means... Let's sign up. Yeah, so that means that um, you can just go on the wait list. So if you go to adabox.com and put your email address in, when we have any openings, you'll get an email. Um, but right now, I think we are full. So thank you, everyone, who signed up. And this will be an excellent Adabox for sure. Um, we added um, some more things. So we have this gallery of T-shirts. So people at Adafruit wear really cool shirts. Um, a lot of them have skulls on it or something. Um, and this is a rare one because it's not black. Um, and this was Deal with the Devil. It's a cute shirt. And we put these in our gallery, uh, adafruit.com slash NFT. And in that gallery, you can see um, all the shirts that we have. Um, I'm going to go to the gallery right now. And uh, we also have some handy things for folks who um, do speaking agreements and stuff like that. So if you are worried about uh, kind of like what happens with Lady Ada, um, sometimes photographers take her picture and we have to make sure they don't turn her into an NFT. Um, the gallery, of course, is a little bit of a joke. It's, it's not an, we don't do NFTs, but this is nice frickin' t-shirts. So you can see all the t-shirts. We have a lot of comic book themed ones. This is, uh, Vance has an excellent collection of shirts. This is a Black Panther shirt that uh, Vance has. Well, it's actually a good idea because Vance has so many shirts that I kind of want to like photograph every day so we can actually determine yeah. how many shirts he has because like nobody knows. <laughs> There's a lot. 
And so you're probably saying, boy, this is nice and everything, but... Um, but I wish you did NFTs. I wish you did NFTs with a you know, plural, NFTs. NFTs. And so we do. Uh, so this is our big announcement. We're pleased to announce nice freaking technology socks. These are floppy socks. Um, this is in front of a uh, next carpet. This is in our apartment. And you can see the floppy stitch work on That's here. Nice. Um, these are my DigiKey socks. This is the uh, command line hero socks that uh, Lamore got um, because I did a um, podcast. yeah, because uh, Lamore was on a podcast. And then as soon as we started posting these online, someone said, "Hey, I've got Hackster socks." So now we have we have a collection. We four, have, four is a collection. Yeah, they're minty fresh. <laughs> no gas fees were involved with this. So check it out, adafruit.com. They do get a little stinky though. Sometimes you yeah. don't want to wash them. All right, other little other little bits of time travel this week. We um, did the hack chat. So go to hackaday.com. You can check out the transcript. You can also go on our YouTube channel or Twitch or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. And you can check out the uh, live video that we did. We also showed a bunch of cool hardware that we've been working on. It was nonstop floppy fun. Yeah. And they made a great poster. Thank you, Alec, for the cool poster. That's a nice poster. As well. Okay. Help wanted. Jobs on the Jada. Jobs on the, jobs on the Jada fruit. Uh, you know, the words are blending today. I've been up since four. It's been a long day. Um, jobs at Adafruit.com. Lady Aid and I look at these jobs, make sure they're not scammy or sketchy. Um, the real um, three things. Uh, the, another one just came in, but, you know, came in right after I started doing the show. Director of the Schlepp Family Ideal Lab. Check that out. That's at Skidmore College. A firmware engineer for battery management and analog devices. Ooh. And a lead hacker at Hack Club. In Vermont. In Vermont. You like hiking? Yeah. You like climbing mountains? You like the outdoors? Move to Vermont. So check that jobs.betafruit.com and you too can get that dream job you want or you can post up your skills and you can um, work for folks that uh, are looking for things that you do. All right. Thanks, everybody. It's Python on Hardware Time. All right. This week... And you can get this newsletter anytime, adafruitdaily.com. We don't spam. We don't uh, harvest your email address. We don't do anything like that. Um, so newsletter this week, lots of recaps of what's been going on. Floppy chat, what we just talked about. Um, Apple is removing Python 2 and Mac OS 12.3. This is actually kind of a big deal. Thank you so much. They've been shipping this forever. It's such a nightmare. And then we tell people, hey, use Python, and it's already there's a Python it 2 already work. in. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. And it's always like you have to update, and then everything's broken using Homebrew. I'm so glad they're going to move to moving to Python 3. Hopefully yeah. 3.5. Hopefully they don't, well, at least, right? I hope they don't, like, okay, it's 3.2. <laughs> we'll just skip to 4. Um, <laughs> And then uh, there's CircuitPython SDK for cloud data. You can check that out. This from uh, Goliath. Um, the PyCast celebrates 10 years of Raspberry Pi. New episodes with Lamore, Eben, and more. That's coming up February 15th. So oh, not goodness. next week, the week oh, after. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm, I have a schedule. You're busy. I'm you're in, using ESP32-S2 and CircuitPython to teach web security. Hmm. Super important. And uh, CircuitPython show will be coming out pretty soon. Um, what's cool about that is we don't need to do it. It's a community-based show. Liz has a new MIDI guide with CircuitPython. And this week, the thing I wanted to talk about in the recap of recaps is uh, the big thank you. So we put the call out, CircuitPython 2022, Happy New Year. And uh, Scott has a summary post of all the things that people want to see in CircuitPython. It's a community-driven um, 
effort. So uh, that's this is how we get all the ideas. This is how we work together. And uh, what's cool is when you check back throughout the years, because we've been doing this for a while, you can see all the requests that came in. And then later on, you can see, oh, we did this one. We did this one. We did this one. Oh, we're working on this one. Oh, we worked with MicroPython on this one. So um, just a quick thanks. CycleMatch, Jeff, uh, Dexter, Kelly, Matt, Pierre, uh, Blake BR, Retired Wizard, uh, Mimas, John Hind, uh, me, <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick, uh, Scott had some, Anne, Mark, Mark, Ken, Fummy Guy, Deshipu, MD Roberts, Tammy, Charlie, uh, Gutley Dog, and Cat. Go yeah, go little. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Gutley Dog. I thought it was Gutley for a second. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it does look a little bit. It does look dog. like that. But it's a go little dog. Go little dog. Go, um, go pelican. Yeah. So uh, check out all of these because they have uh, a lot of great suggestions. And this is, uh, like I said, how we get things done. So thank you. We do this every year. And now it's time to get to work and get these things into CircuitPython. We have over 250 boards. Most of them aren't even from Adafruit. So things are working out. Um, learning Python could be intimidating. Uh, doing electronics definitely is intimidating. But now you have the ability to do a little bit of both and get really far in the first you know, golden minute if you want to get that project going. Yeah. And uh, easy to get going. And there's always something more to learn. So um, thank you, everyone, who participated this in this and uh, sent in their stuff. And that is Python on Hardware News this week. Yeah, Blinka. OK, Lady Ada, we are an open source hardware company. To prove it, it's true. Um, we do a bunch of guides. I do have one bit of news, uh, and this was just posted right before we went live, so I didn't get a chance to put it in the show. The Open Hardware Summit is going to be virtual again this year. Go to Oshawa.org, check it out. The details are there. It's in April. Um, we're a sponsor, and uh, we'll be lurking around somewhere in some Discord or StreamYard or YouTube thing, so you'll see us. Um, and uh, if you couldn't travel to New York, this is your lucky day because it's virtual, so you'll be able to tune in and participate no matter where you are this year. Um, back to open source hardware, which we do. 2,617 guides. Lady Ada, what's on the big board this week? All right, we have um, some updated guides. I think Melissa updated um, this guide. We've also got um, some more updated product guides that have had the um, Arduino instructions and added. Um, RP2040 now has a lot better Arduino support. And so uh, Katni has been going through and mirroring in all the instructions and updating them. So if you have any of our existing RP2040 boards and you want to use them with the Arduino IDE, um, we, we now think it's totally ready for you to do that. And uh, we've got board definitions in the Philhauer core. A lot of our libraries work. It's all, it's all well tested um, and happy. We've also got some new guides. Yeah, we'll um, play that video after you yeah. leave that one for last. Uh, from the right, we've got, oh, actually also from the left, uh, Katni wrote up um, the, the start of a uh, guide for the arcade STEM IQT board. I know this, this board's been out for a bit, um, but between people being out and, and various things during the holidays, it was tough to get to it. Um, but we now have a guide with Arduino and CircuitPython code, diagrams, and more. So you want to add arcade buttons using a quick connect um, for LED um, arcade buttons, we've now got a guide for that. We've also got a cool guide from Eva on taking an existing um, macro pad called the Maypad, and instead of using a ProMicro with it, you can use a KB2040, which is um, an RP2040 designed for use in keyboard projects. 
Uh, and she got it working and she posted up um, example uh, JSON for key mapping. So you can really easily key map it in CircuitPython, but it fits perfectly um, on the board as expected. Now and Pedro worked on a mini VU meter with um, Liz. It will have a little video. And then uh, Tim C, who's done a lot of really great display IO projects, um, did a project to bring Nico Kitty, which was apparently was on a lot of platforms, but I had it on my Mac um, SE30. Um, and my Quadro 650 is a little cat that followed around your mouse. It was an adorable little extension for um, Mac System 7. And uh, he ported it to Display.io and it works with any size screen. And it's a, little, it's a great little example of using a sprite sheet and animation. And um, also shows the power of Display.io. A lot of people are like, oh, why, why don't you just draw the whole the screen? But if you have an animated sprite with a background, um, it automatically clips and only just, you know, shows the changed parts. Um, and also you can touch on the um, touch screen to have the kitty uh, follow your finger. We have a video. We're going to play that video. Hello everyone. In this video, I'll show you my latest CircuitPython project. This is a display I.O. port of a classic Nico animated cat program from old school Macs and other platforms. The cute kitty will run around the display, lick its paws, and as you can see, take cat naps when it feels like it. When it reaches the edge of the display, it will stand and scratch at the edge for a little while. On touch-enabled devices, you can touch the screen to place a laser dot that the cat will chase after. Grab your Pi Portal and load up this cute virtual pet now. I hope you all enjoyed this project and thank you for watching. Okay, time for Main New York City Factory footage.
And it wouldn't be made in New York City factory footage without uh, our view that's now obstructed by the Disney headquarters across the street. Um, you can see it was kind of windy. Um, I think they put these up because uh, stuff was blowing out of the uh, building, so they, they put these as they're welding and, and doing stuff. And that's uh, Main New York City factory footage for this week. All right, 3D printing. We're going to play the videos back to back. This week we have a couple things. So uh, Noam Pedro did a VU meter, and then we have this cool speed up with this uh, neat filament. I have a question. When somebody says you have a couple things, how many things do you think they are? Two. You are two person thing. Yes, a couple is two. I, I agree that technically yeah. couple is two. Few but is at least three. Many is from, like five or more. From where I grew up, couple could mean two or three. No, it's wrong. I know it's wrong. I know yeah. it's technically and, it's wrong. And let me just tell you, living a life, and especially the last couple years, uh, one is none, and two is too few. So when we do things here at Adafruit, we make sure we have multiple backups and copies of things. We make sure that uh, if we have something that's mission critical, like equipment, uh, so we have two compressors, we have two pick and places. We really try to make sure um, our team members, uh, if they're doing something that's really important, we, uh, and they have a tool chain that they have to keep set up on their computers, we're like, well, why don't you get another computer so you always have one to hot swap out as needed. So I, I will even say two is uh, too few. It's not even a couple. Yeah. It's just not enough. Anyways, um, that's what we've learned. Uh, we've been doing that since the very beginning of Adafruit. It was like, you know what? This is working out. Let's get two of them. And then let's get one more. We did that with our uh, internet connections, too. Um, Adafruit has multiple redundant internet connections. True. So we can, and it, um, you don't need them usually, <laughs> but then once in a while you do. Yeah, I remember when it was like, wow, like all the internet for everyone in lower Manhattan is out except for ours because we had like a fourth other connection. We had, the, yeah, the, the, the backup, the, backup, backup was the Fios connection. Yeah. Or the, was, uh, sorry, the, the cable a, connection. A, yeah, and there was also a microwave dish. Anyways, we're going to play two videos. Let's do it. Hey folks, in this video, we're making a VU meter with NeoPixels and CircuitPython. This project is powered by the Adafruit CutiePie RP2040 running CircuitPython. It takes audio data from a PDM microphone and maps audio levels to display NeoPixels in different colors. We designed a 3D printed SnapFit case and exposed the PDM mic on the back cover. The 3D printed grid isolates the NeoPixels and a piece of black LED acrylic diffuses the LEDs. Liz Clark wrote the code for this project in CircuitPython. In the loop, data from the PDM microphone is scaled to fit across the 16 NeoPixels using the map range function. The NeoPixels are updated when the mic input changes from the last value. A force statement iterates through the range of input data and an index turns the NeoPixels on from a set of colors in our array. The code is available on GitHub and the learn guide features a nice breakdown of the code by Liz. We hope this inspires you to try CircuitPython for your next audiovisual projects.
Okie dokie, and don't forget, you can learn how to make all this stuff and more with NoPager every Wednesday on 3D Hangouts, the longest running, best, and technically only live 3D printing show, but still, it counts. <laughs> so watch it uh, every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Um, let's do this, lady. Are you ready? It's time for I on MPI. I on MPI. I on MPI brought to you by Adafruit and DigiKey. Lady, what is I on MPI this week? This week's I on MPI is from Authentrend, and uh, it's a USB security dongle that's FIDO2 compatible. And uh, folks who remember the series that I did on IoT security, um, one of the things that I really talked about was that you really want to have, you really don't want to roll your own like security management for keys. You don't want to store them. You don't want to like come up with your own encryption authentication system. Another thing is you, you really can't trust your microcomputer or microcontroller um, cryptographic storage internally. Like all we hear all the time, you know, whether it's online or at like, you know, Hope or other HackerCon or DEFCON or whatever, or CCC, is people cracking microcontrollers um, and getting keys out of them, secure keys. And so, um, you know, nothing is ever fully 100% secure, but a lot of times you can kind of outsource your security to um, a very specialized piece of hardware. I personally think that's the way to go, rather than trying to like hide the XOR keys inside your flash memory and then encrypting it, because um, all I've seen is that that doesn't quite work. So. Um, what I like about this is that um, this company makes like a couple pieces of hardware and they, it's like the one thing they do and um, yeah, they're designed for security. And um, what's neat about these is you can use them in your project. So this, there's four models, um, but this is the one I'll talk about. This is a fingerprint sensor enabled uh, FIDO2 USB key. So this is a USB-A key. There's also a USB-C version. Um, there's also, I'll show you, there's a card version with BLE and uh, NFC in it. There's a button, because sometimes you need a little button to like activate, but there's also a fingerprint sensor on the end. Um, and you can, you can program your fingertip on it. It doesn't take the whole fingertip, obviously, just like the, the middle part. Um, but you can use that as part of your authentication. So what's neat is I was able to use this um, with Windows. Um, I didn't get the one that's um, Windows Hello friendly. There's actually one that's specifically for Windows Hello. I got like the FIDO2 one. Um, but I said, okay, I wanted to add a security key, you know, plug into USB, and then you have to touch the fingerprint sensor. And if you have a phone with a fingerprint sensor, you know, like you touch it multiple times and multiple angles, um, and then the little fingerprint kind of fills up, and then it's like, okay, great, um, it's all set. And then um, you know, now it can be, you can add a pin code if you want to, like have another um, thing for identification. But pretty much, uh, this the hardware now knows your fingerprint and will use that for authentication. Um, you can also use it to like test your, you know, you can, you can touch it to authenticate, to make sure it's you. Um, so that's good. And um, you also tried it was with WebAuthn, which is, you know, your Google account, for example. Um, you know, I have two-factor on my Google account. Um, so do you, yeah. I made another Google account to, to test this with. Um, but instead of using um, Google Authenticator app or Authy or SMS, you can actually use one of these dongles in your computer and um, with the, the fingerprint sensor as well. So in your Google account, turn on two-factor and then it'll, you know, it works with Windows, whoops, sorry, <laughs> exciting. Uh, it works with your um, Windows security setup, uh, you know, knows about the key. You touch the key and you, it matches your fingerprint and then um, you can add it and then whenever you have to two-factor in, uh, you can use um, you can have multiple, so you can have either the key or you can have it also like send you a text message or whatever. 
But I like this because it's like a physical thing. And so it kind of hits that like, you know, you want something you know, which is a password and a username, something you have, which is the key, and something you are, which is the fingerprint sensor. So it's really protected against theft because like, you need to steal a lot to get this. So it's like very high-end security, like mil military level security, but it's like 40 bucks. Um, and it works with a lot of things. Um, and then this is what it looks like after it's um, set up. And, uh, oh, this is when I, you know, logged in. And it's like, okay, making sure it's you. And then it's like, boom, you're set. Um, so what's nice about this also is it uses the FIDO2 uh, specifications. So this was a consortium of companies. Um, you know, Google was part of it. And I think YubiKey also and a couple other companies. And they sort of came up with um, an open standard for how the FIDO and U2F um, USB keys and NFC and BLE interface work so that all the hardware kind of interworks with each other, but also all these companies agree that this is all a secure system. And so it's, I like that um, it's kind of an open standard. You don't even have to log in to download the specifications. Um, looking at you, BLE um, Bluetooth Consortium for making me have an account. You don't, you can just download them and implement and integrate this security into your product. So, you know, you may not want this for logging into Windows or Google, but you may be making a hardware product that needs really good biometric authentication. And, you know, we sell fingerprint sensors and everything, but you don't, they can't store private keys. You can't use them as part of a challenge response system um, to secure the account, to authenticate the account, like, securely. Uh, instead, I would tell people, use this. This is designed for it. And because it's USB, you can plug it into any single board computer, um, and you probably could even port it to a microcontroller with it with a USB host um, because it's not that complicated. Um, if you want to interface with it, you know, and you're not using uh, web authentic authentication, uh, I actually downloaded, you know, in like five minutes I got this going, I downloaded Python FIDO2, which is uh, by YubiKey, who is part of the consortium. Um, I pip installed it. And then I ran um, get info and it was like, yep, I identified the FIDO key that's plugged into your USB. And then there's a demo um, called like, you know, authenticate. And um, it worked like, you know, it was like plug it in and you, and you touch it and it will only um, print out the authentication data if you, if you touch it correctly with the correct finger and, and, and have the right dongle plugged in. And so this looks like it would be a very easy way to integrate into your um, existing product. And it's like, it's okay that it's all in Python because the challenge and response stuff, it can be clear text and it doesn't matter because it's, you know, end to end authenticated from the host, which has, um, you know, the matching, uh, like challenge response, like, you know, private key information um, and the device. So you know that it's secure without having to worry about like dealing with all of that management yourself. It's all kind of abstracted out by the the FIDO2 interface, which I like. Um, and, you know, I think that this is, um, this is the future. I think like passwords are over. Um, we're getting close to the point where, you know, people use their phones or their watches or USB dongles um, as a way of, of authenticating. And, you know, personally, I think like, we should probably not have passwords. Like we're not, it, it didn't really work out. Um, a little bit like tool chains. Like I'm really anti-tool chain. It got us here. Yeah, it got us but here. But it's time to evolve the next thing yeah it is i mean i have a password keeper and everything and it's secured and you know i could probably add this you know three factor yeah. to to my usb um to, i think to you USB just need to, to do to layers my... and layers that's how we, we we do the things here well some things are really important some things are not right so i think that um for the stuff that you really want to have secured and have biometric security 
Um, this is like a fingerprint sensor on a USB stick. Like the price is really good. You get all that stuff and it's secured and it's USB yeah. and it works with the standard and it's going to be way cheaper than um, trying to do it yourself in a product. So yeah, there could be like, you know, we know people who've worked on kiosks for like the TSA. That's an example where you definitely want to have biometric security. You want to know who is logging in and you shouldn't be able to use somebody else's password yeah. if you're accessing important data. Um, so I think, I think this, is, this is a good idea for people to add into their products. Okay. And we have a video and then we're gonna show the location of it on the DigiKey. And also show, uh, I'll show it all the overhead too. Okay, let me uh, do the video and we'll see you on the other side. It's only a minute and a half. We live in a technology enabled world, but there are times when technology lets us down. Take passwords for instance. For users, they're clumsy, hard to remember, and they need to be changed all the time. For businesses, passwords just don't provide the security necessary to keep important data from falling into the wrong hands. With over 80% of corporate data breaches being caused by stolen or weak user credentials, the time for improvement in user authentication is now. And that's where the FIDO Alliance comes in. FIDO, or Fast Identity Online, is a consortium of the world's leading technology companies dedicated to changing the way online authentication is done. We're establishing technical standards that provide interoperable mechanisms that are far more secure and easier to use than passwords. From biometrics such as fingerprints and facial scans to second factor authentication devices, FIDO's standards are allowing companies and service providers to better serve their customers and employees. Core to the FIDO approach is a personal device, like a PC, smartphone, or security key that uses a set of cryptographic keys to securely access FIDO-enabled services such as Google, Facebook, or PayPal. FIDO authentication data, such as biometrics, is never stored with the service, which protects the user's privacy and shields their login credentials from hackers. But the best part is that users no longer have to choose between better security or a better user experience. With FIDO, they get both. Over 600 interoperable products have been FIDO certified, and FIDO enabling your product or service is easier than ever. FIDO provides a set of universal specifications to build to, and a rich ecosystem of products and services to enable turnkey deployment. Visit our website for more information on how to deploy FIDO authentication today. With FIDO, our technology... Okay. Okay, so this is, um, I have two of the uh, devices. Maybe I'll zoom in a little bit, because these are a little small. Okay, one second. Uh, sorry. Hello. Let me back it off a little bit. You can do it. Okay, uh, so this is the, um, NFC, I think this does NFC and BLE and USB. So it has, you know, you can do, yeah, you can see here the USB, BLE, and NFC. So this one's a little bit more expensive, but you can do um, USB okay. connectivity. Uh, it's also got NFC, so you can, you know, touch, you know, I guess you press your finger while you touch authenticate or BLE, so it's wireless and you can kind of see the card inside. It's a little thick, but it does fit in a wallet. Yeah. It's also got a button if you need to. Um, and then, um, you know, you put your finger in and you can use that to authenticate your finger um, biometrics. And then this is the USB dongle. Um, so for this, you can see there's this uh, fingerprint, a uh, capacitor fingerprint sensor on the back, uh, like a little touchpad, but for fingerprints, and then a button, and then this is a USB-C, and there's, of course, also have a USB-A type. Okay, cool. And the best part about all this, it's available on DigiKey. Yes, and it's in stock. Yeah. 
Which is Here's really nice. the short URL, and there is the DigiKey. Yes, this is the A type, but they, of course, they have the C and that cart. So you know, pick the one that makes sense for your application. But you know, it's a standard, so it's like you can you give users whatever. Some users have a MacBook, they get the C. If some users have, uh, you know, a Windows Dell or a laptop or Linux desktop computer, uh, they can use the A. And uh, no matter what, they can they can interface with the uh, with the hardware. All right, and that's on MPI. Hi, on MPI. Okay, before we go over new products, don't forget the code is interstate and you get all those free things if you fill up your cart with stuff and you can use a discount code interstate. All right, Lady Ada, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. New. Okay, first up. Okay, we got a bunch of solar panels. The reason we have these solar panels is the ones that we normally get from Voltaic are not available because of shortages. So they said, look, we don't have the epoxy ones. Uh, you know, they're beautiful and glossy, but we have ones that are the same efficiency um, and almost the same uh, wattage, but uh, with uh, e EPTFE uh, coating. So it's a plastic coating. It's still weatherproof and, you know, they're basically drop-in compatible. Um, they're just not that glossy style. So there's uh, four different shapes. I think it's like 1.2, 2, 3, and 5 watts. Um, this, you know, so this little teeny panel, which is really adorable. This one is the only one that doesn't have the cable attached. You will have to solder wires onto the back. It's a very low-cost one. I'll say one thing to watch out for is some of these are 5 volts, and then one of them is 6 volts. I don't remember exactly which, but check the tech specs. Some of them have 10 cells, which is a 5-volt panel, and some have 6 cells, which, um, sorry, 12 cells, which makes it a 6-volt panel. Um, why does this matter? Well, you know, probably doesn't, um, and our solar charger boards can use either. Um, but if you're expecting a particular open cell voltage, um, it will be different, right? Depending your, your six volt panel nominal will have an open cell voltage of like seven and a half volts and your five volt um, nominal open cell will be like 6.75 or something. So it's just something to watch out for. Um, but other than that, these are, these are quite nice. These are handsome little panels. Maybe I'll show yeah. one on the overhead. Sorry, I'm gonna move this because it looks like a black square. Okay, so you can even it's a new kind iPad. Of, <laughs> you can even kind of see this one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So this has ten cells. Uh, these thin cells, they're uh, monocrystalline. They're twenty-two percent efficient. There's like mounting slots on the outside. It comes with the uh, you know this kind of standard three point five millimeter, one point three millimeter inner diameter plug, which is used by Voltaic, but we have an adapter that you can use with this um, to give you uh, 2.1 millimeter. And then each one is uh, categorized. So um, I think this is the peak, uh, you know, MPPT peak voltage and current uh, rating and then when, when it was manufactured in their product ID. So there's this one, there's this one, which is a very cute one. This one is about two watts. This one is about five watts, a little bit more than five watts, a little bit more than two watts. This little baby is uh, 1.2 watts, so very small. But this is actually a good size for many projects. Gives you about 200 milliamps or so. Um, let's see, current, yeah, about, point, about 200 milliamps or so. And then um, the Big Bertha, 
which is the uh, 5 watt, sorry, 10 watt panel. So this will give you up to 2 amps in direct sunlight. So it's, it's so big it doesn't even fit under the overhead. But um, they're all very good. And then, you know, while we're waiting for the epoxy panels to be manufactured again and available, uh, these are a very good alternative. Okay. Next up. Oh, this is kind of a weirdo thing. So this is something somebody sent us, and I was like, well, I don't know how useful it is, but it might be useful. So I'll, I'll carry it because they're pretty cheap. This is called a JIG, uh, J-I-G. And they're used... Um, Traditionally, they're used for people who have Samsung phones um, with a micro USB on the go slot. And you would use this to get it into debug mode or like bootloader mode. You know, even if it's like kind of seems bricked, this would usually resuscitate um, the phone. It basically has a resistor. I think it's got a 300K resistor from the ID pin, right? Pin four of the micro USB used for the on the go identification to ground. And I thought this could be useful for some other things. Like, you know, sometimes you want to, like, a dummy slot. Like, you want to kind of convince something that there is a device connected to USB. Yeah, you have to isn't. do that with, like, HDMI stuff sometimes. Yeah, there's just, I just was like, this is one of those, like, well, look, it's only, like, a dollar. So, you know, we might as well get a couple and, and, and try yeah. them out. Um, you know, I haven't tried this on a Samsung phone. I did open it up, and there is a resistor. It's, it's epoxied, so it's kind of like a, you know, I couldn't really open it up and, and show, but there is... Um, a resistor inside, and uh, I think it could be useful for other stuff as well. So, Samsung phone debricking, go for it. But anything else where you need to convince a device that there is a uh, USB on the go cable attached um, with something connected with the ID pin connected to ground, this might be handy. And tell us about it because we'd, we'd love to know yeah. why. All right, start show tonight besides you, Data, our team. Our customers, our community, everyone in chat is... Doo, 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 doo. This is the Interstate 75. This is the board from Pimeroni, and they love blinky stuff. And uh, this board looks a little familiar because it looks like they were like, thought that the Matrix portal was a really cool board design. So why not make a version with the RP2040? Why not indeed? And so they did, and it looks great. Um, so it's got a, a connector for a um, uh, Hub 75 standard... Uh, six, you know, six, up to 64 by 64 size panel. It's got the E address. Um, it's got uh, some extra GPIO brought out. It's got power pins. You can power it via USB-C, uh, which is fine. You can get a couple amps from USB-C. And of course, you can always disconnect the power and, and connect it separately if you want to um, have separate power. And uh, inside there, you can see there's an RP2040. It looks like about two megabytes of flash memory. STEM QT, quick connector. Um, it's got, uh, sorry, I didn't finish there. It's got, it uh, uh, looks like an RGB LED just for like indication. Um, level shifters, reset boot switch, and debug port It's an RP2040, can it run CircuitPython? It can run CircuitPython. They, they do, they, you know, you can definitely use it with CircuitPython and uh, we've got um, core support in the RP2040 for Protomatter, which is the, um, you know, the driver for RGB matrices. Um, they have their own version that uses PIO, which is faster refresh rate, but is less integrated with, you know, MicroPython and, um, you know, like the display system. And you have to really like manually do everything. Whereas what's nice about if you use CircuitPython is like you can use any font you want and you can uh, do like sprite maps and graphics and animations and, and you know, align things and you can have the REPL show up on it. 
Um, so all that good stuff. But you can usually either the hardware is is agnostic. Um, so it very, but you know, it doesn't have the ESP32, so it can't do Wi-Fi on its own. On the other hand, um, it uh, is less expensive because it doesn't have an extra Wi-Fi chip. Maybe everything doesn't need to be online. It doesn't need to be online. This is good if you need right. an air do gap want, solution. Do you want to show uh, show it on the overhead or? or, or yeah, I can show it. I mean, it's kind of the same demo. Okay. This is the MicroPython demo. Um, Looks so good on the overhead. It's not, yeah, it's got. You can see it's got good dithering, uh, good bit depth. Uh, this is a 32 by 64 matrix, and it's kind of cute. It sits on the back here, um, and then you can have the power cable connected through, and you can, you know, mount it however you like. So. Yeah. Uh, and you can chain panels. If you have another panel, you can chain it. And just you tell the software, hey, there's there's more panels. So this right. is a and then kill board. Hold it up. Does it reach? Yeah. So you can see how this looks. And this is all bright in here, too. Yes. Yeah. So, I love these little panels. They're so yeah, adorable. And good. we stock the panels. So it's an easy pick up whatever panel size you want. Because we've got a good supplier now. And, and, and that add in is Interstate 75. New products. Okay, don't forget, you can use the code, buy these things, and you get that free stuff. Let's do some top secret while uh, folks load up their questions in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join us over there, let's do some top secret. Yes. One of the questions come in, you ready? Yes. Okay, uh, first top secret, this is gonna be me, and then you're gonna do your thing. Okay. All right, so I think we're gonna try to do a run of these shirts eventually because people are gonna start going outside again. And uh, I don't want to do like a tech t-shirt. So uh, you actually met an artist who, who does textiles and stuff like that. So this is my wave bubble shirt. And I'm going to zoom this into ancient. it. Yeah, this was one of the things that I wanted to do was a line of shirts with Lady Ada's design. So this is a schematic of a cell phone jammer. And it also jams Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and everything. Um, what's cool is people can debate the legality of making cell phone jammers and all that. And they can debate the legality of, of your existence. Lady Ada, but what they can't debate is uh, you could put it on a shirt. And it looks cool on and a shirt. And it looks cool. And so. Um, nice freaking t shirt. Nice freaking. It's a t -shirt. Well, it's, yeah, it's a button down shirt. It's a button down, nice yeah. freaking button down shirt. So uh, we might do that. And uh, depending on what people think, and I put it on the socials, and so far it seems like people want to do them. So this is maybe it's coming soon. We'll see. Um, Lady Ada, uh, I put this up online and I said, hey, everybody, what do you think this is? I gave them some guesses. And. Uh, for the, folks, cool for the folks who guessed the thing that bugged Neo in The Matrix, you're right. This is what we're making. Um, what a cool animation. Yeah. So uh, what is this, though? This is a single tube VFD because I wanted to make it trinky with a single VFD tube because I think that's important. Uh, I think that will be useful for people. Um, so I did, uh, I did start getting the pinouts checked out and the voltages checked out on uh, this tube. And uh, I got it glowing, so I was able to uh, get the design going. And uh, hopefully we'll get uh, prototypes soon. Okay, and you wanted to show... Um... Oh, I didn't bring stuff. I was like, we, I thought we would just do videos later tonight. Okay, yeah, we will. So, um, is that okay? I'm yeah, that's great. Yeah. So uh, the good news is, uh, after this, uh, we're going to make more hardware, and we're going to film more stuff. And I have two videos I'm going to post later, but that right now is going to be the top secret for this week. We have a lot of stuff that we're working on. Yeah. It's been 24-7 here. Okay, so um, I'm going to start getting to the questions. Um, one question that I think that's funny um, because the little hot plate is uh, so popular, the mini hot plate, that I actually I made, a, I made a short URL. So for uh, Super Flounder, 
Um, it's adafruit.com slash mini hot plate. So every time we do a, I know, I got to add lapse, it to, to time lapse. Well, every time we do a time lapse with it, the, the, the time lapse is fun and, and you're amazing. You can do, you know, reflow and all this stuff. But as soon as the little hot plate comes out, everyone's like, oh, it's what so cute. That? That <laughs> it's so really cute. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you're making little boards that are like one inch by one inch, it's, it's perfect because it heats up in yeah. like a minute and a half. It's like I have, you know, I have larger hot plates that I've used, but like I'm actually better off. It's like it's more fun to just use the mini hot plate for small designs, okay. and then just use the oven for bigger ones. Here we go. Um, I understand the current flaws with NFTs, but I'm curious opinion about the future of blockchain technology, like uh, in case hypothetically the current environment and ethical concerns were resolved. Do you see a need for an underlying technology in the future? Would it be better if it was shifted more of the global web host for a ledger of JPEGs? I know it's a very touchy subject. I'm curious the possibilities of where this technology could lead. Um, so here's the good news. We've been doing databases forever uh, you know, with computers. And this is like the first thing we did. Yeah. We love storing data on computers. And there's so many, there's so much money and there's so many people trying to find a use for this thing. Blockchain technology and all that. Yeah. The good news is Adafruit has nothing to do with it. We don't have to, our, our existence has nothing to do with these Whether things. it succeeds or fails, it yeah. doesn't affect us. Yeah. And so. I, I, uh, it's, it's a shame that it never, it never became a, a practical currency. Like that was oh, the dream. Oh, you mean dream. as far as Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that was the dream, and it, and it clearly did not happen at all. And it's, I don't think it's even, like, early. I think it's, like, it came and went, and it, and it didn't happen. And, um, you know, I think, I think it just, uh, yeah, it just isn't the right solution, and uh, we should look for something yeah. else. I don't know. I'll, I'll answer the question a different way. Generally speaking, I'm optimistic. I'm technology optimistic, and I, and I think sometimes when new things come along, um, they're not great, and when new things come along, a lot of the people that are involved are not great, and there's a uh, gold rush, a land grab, there's all sorts of things. But eventually that goes away, and um, there's really good technologies that come out, and there's very uh, impactful things that humans can do. And I kind of look at it like AI. So whatever um, happens with AI, whatever it evolves to, the people that make it, we need to be good people, and we need to be good to one another. Because if we're going to make things that think, um, we have to get our, you have to put our house in order first. And I really hope we work on ourselves before we decide to uh, give inanimate objects a bunch of anxiety. Um, it'd be nice for us to get our shit together as a, as a culture and as a society, as a yeah. species, before we start turning, you know, inanimate objects into into things with feelings. Anyways, that's just my opinion. Okay. Okay. More Next questions. Uh, is that t-shirt open source? Yeah, of course. If we uh, if we make any shirt, the design will be open source. We'll be able to, to do things. Just don't make an NFT out of it. Um, next up. Other questions? Uh, I put a link to the mini hot plate in there. Um, any update on the release date of the QD Pi ESP32 and with component shortages, it challenges deciding how many how I think it'll be many a to launch when you're planning on launching. It'll probably be out in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. You know, waiting for getting the the PCBs in, and of course, there's Lunar New Year. Everything's kind of delayed, but I had, the parts are not a problem for that. The expressive chips I've been able to get uh, fairly fairly easily. They're 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 on top of it. RP24s and ESP32s have been quite easy to get. Okay. Can Adafruit design a Raspberry Pi for mini IPS2 or like a RetroPi DS using two screens like the original? We could, but I don't have any plans to, but you yeah. could take two of our screens and wire them up and it would just work. Um, you, can, you can definitely access two screens using the two um, CS pins on the Raspberry Pi. There's actually a second I2C port like we did for the, um, the, the Monster Eyes uh, okay. project. Uh, 
Question, I love that the Stemma QT seven segment display stuff. Question about the seven segment LCDs. A while back I restored an old Keithley Bench multimeter with a fresh TN LCD display. I really love the look and the low power consumption alphanumeric LCD displays. DigiKey usually has some stuff, but I don't see a lot of projects with them. Have you guys tried build stuff around LCDs? You might like next week's new product. It's a Stemma QT TN okay. LCD. I like the thread standoffs that you use with the i75 RP2040 board and your macro pad. Where can I find these? Yeah, these are, I, I have, you know, we use, we use them because they allow, it's, you know, they mechanically bond to the PCB. They're actually quite inexpensive and it allows, um, you know, creating of, a, of enclosure quite easily. Uh, I actually don't know of American source for them. They're called um, SMT nuts. Uh, that's like literally the name because they're, they're nuts, but they're surface mount um, program, uh, programmable. I think DigiKey may stock them. Maybe I'll do an ion MPI or uh, sorry, a great search where I, I show it off because it's, some people have asked, but yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Yep. Okay. I think we stock them. We stock a couple sizes in the Adafruit shop, by the way, if you're looking. We have uh, a couple of different uh, packs. For Adafruit to carry a USB-C PD buck supply modules, not anywhere in the U.S. yet. The what? Do you know what these are? USB-C PD buck supply modules. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's not a lot of USB-C PD stuff that I've gotten that has been reliable. Uh, do we ever sleep? Yeah, last night I did. I got so I so we we're on almost opposite schedules right now. So January was like a year long, and uh, we just had just a lot of stuff to keep our team safe and keep Adafruit going. So I was getting up really early, and first it was like five, and when we started doing Adafruit together, I would get up at five and go get postal bins, and then I would do all the shipping, and it was like five in the morning because we made an arrangement with the local post office and they would stop by at like 6 a.m. so I'd get the first orders out. And, uh, but lately, uh, you know, fast forward 10, 15 years later, um, there's so much stuff I have to get done and then as soon as everyone gets into the office around seven or eight and then we have an on-site meeting and I'm here for that and then I come back home and then I get more spun up, the, it started getting earlier and earlier. So now it's been 4 a.m. You're going to bed at 4 a.m. and I'm, yeah, I have to start pushing my. I have to get. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm up till I'm, two, so like. I'm waking like, up at four, and you're going to bed at four. Midnight to two is like this golden time in which I can like get so much done because I'm getting no emails, no pings, <laughs> nothing is happening, nobody's around, and I can have like two very dedicated hours. But unfortunately, then it takes me like an hour to wind down after doing a bunch of engineering because it kind of like amps you up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's like three o'clock is usually when I pass out, but I can't do that anymore. I gotta like. And um, a bit. Uh, folks were asking if uh, we own Radio Shack yet. No. But we did interview. So when I was we do at, not own Radio yeah. Shack, guys. So when I was uh, when I was Stop at Make, <laughs> when I was at Make, I worked with Radio Shack. When I was in advertising, worked with Radio Shack. And then with Adafruit, I've interviewed two or three of the new owners of Radio Shack. I kind of measure time and who owns Radio Shack now. So right now, it's a brand that's owned. There are some independent franchises that are still around, um, but uh, we don't own Radio Shack. We're fans. We have a hack sign. We just took the last bit Radio Shack. Yeah. And then the last thing. Since folks are uh, talking about um, blockchain and, and crypto and NFTs, here's another thing that I really like about our community. Um, people can disagree about the directions of some of these technologies. They could disagree about um, how they're being implemented. But you know what I like about our community that we have at Adafruit is there's ways to discuss it in a rational way that's respectful for one another. Yeah. And that's what people do in our Discord, so it's moderated. There's other chats, there's Twitter, there's YouTube, there's all the stuff. And it's so polarizing, discussing anything. So you can't, either you love Amazon or you hate them. You love Google or you hate them. 
there's nothing in between anymore. You're not, you're either this or you're that, canceled, boycotted, all that stuff. But what I like in our community is people are able to say, oh, there's things that I'm working on, there's technologies I'm curious about. And they're able to discuss it in a way that's respectful for one another. Even if there's technologies that you and I don't like, we just don't like it. But it, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. And we could still, and it's interesting though. And like I said, I think. Like I'm not a big fan of ham radio, so you know what I did? I went and got um, an extra license. Yeah. So it's like if I'm not if I'm going to dislike something, I'm going to like be certified in it. Yeah, I'll, you know, and <laughs> one of the reasons I I, I had a I don't like robotics either, so I made a robotics board. I'm yeah, like, I'm going to prove uh, to myself. Yeah. That I that I really don't like it and by I, doing a very good job at it. And I think it's you know in my one stage of my career when I was in advertising, I think everyone agrees like advertising could be terrible, it could be the worst thing, but it's also a fantastic way to communicate things and good information can be advertising. Adafruit does advertising, but in a very different way. We do open source code and we publish it and people share it. That is a form of advertising, but I had to learn that by like working on like a Super Bowl commercial before and like other things because it's like, oh, like it depends on how you use it and it also depends on the persons yeah. and what their moral compass is. So anyways, I really want to compliment everyone um, that, uh, that, it's, it's that, our, that well, in our community, you can discuss things and people are respectful. And, and that's, yeah. and I think that's, that's one of the things that we can be the example, and I think that's why we're we're held to a higher standard. I get it, and we also there's more scrutiny on us. But I but I uh, I'm all for it now because with greatness comes responsibility. Yes. I think that was inspired. Okay. Any last questions? That's it. All we're, right. We're gonna bounce. We want to get out of here. Write it. Go. Write it now. Write it now. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, Thanks, for everybody. joining us. Uh, that was our show. Thank you, Takara, who's running the Slack chat behind the scenes. Hello, Takara. And then uh, thank you, everyone, in the chat. Uh, all the different chats. Thanks for the folks that were helping out with some of the moderation stuff on YouTube tonight. Um, and special thanks to all of our customers for keeping us going. Don't forget, don't pay full price. Use a discount. Use a discount yes. code. It's fine. We want you to do it. I mean, you can pay full price if you want, but you don't want to do that. Um, this expires around 11.59, or I'm probably going to fall asleep before midnight, and then I'm going to turn off when I wake up at like 4. So uh, use it. We'll see everybody. Use it or lose it. Later. This was an Adafruit production. Here is your moment of Zener. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye.